Let's go. Back door cover. April 10th, 2019. What's really good? Brad Key, what's happening? Michael Weiner, what's up, dog? Special Wednesday recording. We're previewing the Masters. We're talking NBA. We're wrapping up college hoops. We're going to talk WrestleMania. We got a million things to talk about. We're glad you're here. Thank you for being here. Brad, how are you? How's your day? Life's great, man. It's it's a pleasure to be here. We're the uh we're the backdoor cover uh content factory. The backdoor boys here. are back. Yeah. You know exactly what it is. Spitting. If you want more content from the backdoor cover boys and mostly one half of them me, you can follow the Mind of Micah podcast. That's the Mind of Micah podcast. I endorse it and I'm not on it, but I endorse it. Thank it's, you. It's you a can, good product. Brad may be executive uh producing some things in the future. Hey, is that the most hollow title in America as being an executive producer? It can be. Yeah. It can be. Although everything I know about executive producing in uh, Hollywood like comes from uh, Entourage. Oh, yeah. Where all those guys had executive producer credits and didn't do anything. So I don't know. I've got a couple on IMDb just because like I sold an ad deal. Oh, that, that's tight. Like, spon- that like, paid for the budget of the film. Wow, you've got an IMDb page. Yeah. That's exciting. I don't think I have that. It's, it's not very impressive. Well, congratulations. Thank you. Uh, a reminder that uh, we will be back next week on Monday, probably, uh, to talk about everything that happened over the weekend, and uh, specifically to break down all of the master stuff. I don't know what's going on this weekend. We'll see. You know, I'm, now I'm just I haven't, I haven't discussed this with Brad, but you know, this is the only con, con uh, podcast out there that brings you content on the weekends. I've got some bad news though. Oh no, I'm going to be in Costa Rica. Okay, we will not be bringing you content this weekend. No, I'm going to be in Cabo. Sorry, the other sea from. When are you Whatever. back? I'm, I'm flying out Friday. I'm back Sunday. Well, you know, that's a great excuse. Let's plug our social media. You should follow Brad Key at... Bradley B. Key on Instagram. Bradley Key on Twitter. I will not be tweeting. I guarantee that. But well, you Instagram, him on Instagram and see what he's up to in Cabo this weekend. Uh, Yeah, there's going to be some things. That sounds lit, yeah. as the kids say. It should be lit. You can follow me at Michael Weiner. M-I-C-A-H-W-I-E-N-E-R. And of course, follow Mind of Micah wherever you listen to podcasts. This week, we just finished recording and just released the Champ is Here WrestleMania Review Podcast with my friend Devin Ciccone, or Dion Ciccone, I should say. He spent the entire weekend in New York. He went to like 15 different wrestling events. We talked about it. It was really good stuff. That dude is plugged in. He is. He is. He, like, several times mentioned wrestlers by their real names and uh it's it was just a real it was a real name drop power flex yeah and if I you're on a first name basis with people who have like cartoon character names you're really flexing yeah dion did that so check out mind of micah if you're interested in that and uh coming up friday it's the return of jurors day oh shit for yeah. real yeah Vinny and Polly d have a new dating show out that premieres friday uh, premieres thursday night it's called double shot at love wait so you the original thing you covered was the return of Jersey Shore. Yes. And that has not been signed for another year. Is that correct? That's right. So now you are doing a dating show that features I don't know if we're going to do it all the time, but it's the two biggest personalities from the show are now dating. Maybe not I'll each watch other. an episode with you and, and do a, a guest appearance. I need somebody for Friday. I'd be down for that. Well, I'm not here Friday, but when I'd do be down for, for others. Oh, damn. I'm, uh, a, I'm a morning boy. The biggest I'm challenge out. is finding someone else to watch this. Anyway, let's, let's <laughs> move on. Uh, big shouts to Sky Guy 638 Six four nine, the winner of the backdoor cover bracket. Change. All one word, no spaces. Sky guy. I looked at his his thing. He's only this is the only group on ESPN he joined. Uh, he had a, a very high score. He's a uh, hero. So big shouts to him. Yes. Sky guy. If you can prove that to me that you are in fact Sky guy, slide into our DMs. 
reach out to us. We will give you a prize. Basically anything you want. Him, actually? I don't know. Question. He doesn't have a real name. Uh, you're going to have to find some way to, to prove this to me with screenshots or whatever. But Sky Guy, we, we have a mouse, uh, a mouse pad. You can ca- call into the show. I don't know. You deserve whatever you want. Uh, just a reminder, Dylan Shivery finished seventh, I think. He won our celebrity bracket challenge. Uh, his prize is nothing. <laughs> I think I finished 21st. Yeah, Brad, who I made fun of for the first three weeks of the tournament, basically finished second. And annihilated you, specifically. And above me, I finished fourth. Thank you. Well, you know what I'm going to annihilate? What's that? This ad read oh boy. for our friends at Burrow. Listen, if you're looking for furniture, you've got to listen to Burrow. Backdoor Cover is brought to you by Burrow. Burrow is rethinking how people shop shop for and live with their furniture. They do it by making high-quality sofas that are customized online, shipped for free in one week, and set up in one in minutes. Trust me, you don't want to go furniture shopping at a furniture store. That sounds terrible. Just check out Burrow, okay? It comes to your house in a week, and it takes a minute to set up. Uh, all of this furniture is stain and scratch resistant, so you can live your life worry-free. There's nothing worse than having pets in your in your place and worry about your your new furniture being having ruined. Having a durable piece of furniture is important, man. It no sucks doubt. when they break. These these couches from Burrow have built-in USB chargers, so you never have to get up. And it's a sofa that grows with you. Burrows are easy to set up and disassemble, so you can make it bigger or smaller at any time if you move to a new place. I mean, what more could you really want? These couches are designed for comfort exactly 17 inches off the ground because that's the average height from the bottom of a person's foot to the back of their knee. You can customize every detail. You can pick comfy low armrest or stylish high armrest if you like. You, there is proprietary foam that's supportive yet super cozy. There's a lot to like here. It's really important if you're looking to buy a couch or any piece of furniture, you check out Burrow. And the best way to do that is uh, to do that at burrow.com slash backdoor. Let me do this one more time. B-U-R-R-O-W.com slash backdoor, one word, and you get $75 off your order. Thanks again to Burrow for supporting the show. Uh, Burrow, recently named one of the best inventions of 2018 by Time Magazine. Burrow.com slash backdoor. Save 75%. Buy yourself a couch. You deserve it. I think I'm going to get a pillow off there. So, Ralph, for those of you who aren't familiar with Ralph, he's my puppy. He's gotten in the habit of taking the pillows off of my couch and taking them through his doggy door and leaving them in our backyard to, like, collect mud. He's so they're ruined. And... Um, Burrow's got some really tight pillows, so I'm, I'm going to get on there and get me uh, some updated pillows that don't have dog spit and dirt all over them. There you go. I can't wait. Let's talk about the national championship game for a minute. Uh, Let it go. Virginia is your national champion, defeating uh, Texas Tech in overtime. I had uh, Virginia. Brad chose Texas Tech. Brad owes me lunch. That's correct. However, I took Virginia to win in my bracket, which was the primary source of your belittlement when I did so. You told me I was... Uh, a fool or dumb. It's true. I can't remember what, uh, what what word you used to describe my uh, choice, but it was incorrect. Um, well, yeah. you were right. Um, what did you think of the game? Pretty exciting stuff. Overtime. I thought it was an awesome game. What like, did you think? What were your initial thoughts on the game? Yeah, I mean, uh, Virginia in overtime ended up putting up 85 points on Tech, which nobody does. Uh, the over-under was like 121, if I remember. and like It was a very high-scoring, exciting game, and it wasn't because... The teams weren't playing defense. Right. Like this is the game you want. These teams were making shots. It kind of had a lot of a lot of different aspects to it that most of these games didn't. Um, 
there was like a, a maybe like an eight minute period towards the end or like into overtime where they had like the two NBA players going ISO really hard at each other. The, the yeah. tech DeAndre, uh, what's uh, sorry, whatever his name is. <laughs> I'm talking about Culver you know, for Tech and uh, Hunter for Virginia. They kind of yeah. like traded blows. Like it had that ISO kind of attack style uh, presence on the on the court. The other thing is like. Virginia got up 10 points like they've been known to do, and then they basically blow the lead. So um, let's see. Tech came flying in. They uh, they got up four points with like – or three points with 12 seconds left. DeAndre Hunter hit a three to tie it up. Can't leave him alone there. Over, Just can't it do to it. overtime. The thing that was kind of crazy was – I don't know if you saw this in all the replays when uh, Tech was on that fast break, the, the Italian guy – and DeAndre Hunter hit the ball out of his hands, went out of bounds. They called it tech ball. They looked closely at replay, and like they said that it went off the tech player's pinky. And yeah. that was kind of like the game-deciding call. Like That really influenced the momentum and kind of how the game played out. Um, I thought for sure it was a tech ball because like they had called it tech. It wasn't clear from the replay. Like What were your thoughts? Did you have a feel for that? I think it went off the kid's pinky. Yeah. But I also think you shouldn't be allowed to use super, super slow-mo like that. Like any other game this season in college basketball, yeah. they, the only reason they got that is because they had the super high-def, super slow-mo camera right. in use at the national championship or at the Final Four or whatever. Any other game this season, that ball, after review, is still going to be tech ball. Um Right. But since it's the Final Four and there's 30 different cameras, like, it's almost too much. I don't know. Like, I wish they would only use, like, four cameras. I, I don't know what the answer is, but it, it seemed it seemed weird, and it seemed too close to overturn. But if you look at it frame by frame, we're talking about tens, tenths and hundreds of a second, like, that you can't see by the naked eye. Like, the call on the court was tech. It was tough. If but a defender slaps a ball and it like hits off of the offensive player's leg or like some part of his body, like that's clearly like yeah, that makes sense. That it, I could understand how that that would look be called out on the offensive player. But if if you're dribbling the ball or you're shooting a shot and the ball is either blocked or knocked out of your hands, and it goes straight out of bounds and it doesn't touch any part of your body, but maybe like as it's clearing your right. hand, it like touches your pinky before his pinky's done touching. Like yes, the guy the spirit who of the rule I, I agree. Of bounds is the guy who it should be off of, I believe. Yes. So, I, I think I that's know. a really good rule. Or a really yeah, I well said. But that being said, um That was not you the know call. That no team from uh, Jim Nance at the end of the game, there's only one school in the history of, of the tournament that's ever won the national championship from Texas. And it was the Texas Western team that they made a movie yeah. about. I didn't know beat, that. I didn't uh, hear that. Either. Pat Riley and and uh, Adolph Ruff and all that stuff. Pretty wild uh, that that's where we are. Tech was so close. I, I it's got to be crushing if you're a Tech fan to be I don't right know, there. Man, you should be happy you made Virginia, it. Virginia. I mean, that's won a huge tournament. turnaround from like two years ago when you know, were in There's no doubt about that. But yeah. UVA, um, a team that was right there, and you know they were everyone's talking about what a great story they are that they went from a first round knockout to a national champion. It's a good story, and it's true. But they never faced anyone higher than a three seed. They had a very easy road there. I don't know. It, it's sort of a a weird tournament for me. Uh, but congratulations to Virginia. They won the game, and both teams played well. It's not like one team played shitty, and their that ref call was strange, but not. It wasn't a. It, it wasn't was, the wrong call. It was just too yeah. much. I think it wasn't offensive or bad. It was just 
not it just didn't feel right you know i agree i agree the spirit of the rule right yeah the spirit of basketball says that that's that should have been tech ball uh well that's pretty much it uh would you like me to sing one shiny moment no thank you and one shiny you can, that's moment. enough that's good oh you know the words look at you i don't know any i know of the words. i didn't know watch words. it they it went so long because the game went to overtime i didn't stay up for one shiny moment and my team isn't is past your bedtime yeah it I mean, was my team wasn't in the tournament, obviously, so I didn't. Like, even if your team is in the tournament, you get knocked out in the first round. Like, normally you get, like, two seconds in the one shiny yeah, moment montage. Yeah, you get montage, a couple of shots. But I, it wasn't worth me staying up for. So, uh, yeah, congratulations to Virginia. Apparently there's a three-on-three tournament that um, Jordan Geist was the star of and got into the semifinals or something. Yeah, but, I've been actually watching some of that. There was, I think it's called 3X3U yeah, on yeah, ESPNU. Like that. And it's a bunch of uh, the the Patriot League actually won it. It's dumb, but it's I enjoyed dumb. it. But um, yeah, it, it is enjoyable. They played it at the Mall of America. That's hilarious. Which is actually a good segue because the first ever episode of Monday Nitro was at the Mall of America. Brad, did you know this? A little wrestling. They had WrestleMania at Mall of America. No, not WrestleMania. Just Monday Nitro. Oh, but I don't this know weekend the we did have WrestleMania. Uh, it was in New York, New Jersey, as they ah. refer to it, in the Meadowlands at MetLife. MetLife Stadium, I think, wherever the Jets and the Giants play. Uh, we talked about it just for a minute on Monday, but we'll talk about it just for another minute here. I just recorded last week on Mind of Micah. I recorded with my friend Dion Ciccone a episode of The Champ is Here, WrestleMania Preview Edition. Today, we released and recorded WrestleMania The Champ is Here, WrestleMania Recap Edition. It was really good. Dion was in New York. He attended like 15 different wrestling events. He's got some great stories. And uh, we're actually going to play one one of them here. It's only a minute and a half long, so enjoy this. This is a story about he was at a something called the Bullet Club. Uh, it was a Bullet Club tailgate party, basically. Okay. The Bullet Club is a group of wrestlers from They're mostly Samoan dudes, I guess, now. They're like a lot of American wrestlers, but they, they are in Japan. They're a, a faction. I got you. Okay. And, uh, Sounds like a wild bunch. Dion works with a lot of these guys, and so he was there working with at this event. And uh, there's a, a very famous pro wrestler named Ming, or a.k.a. Haiku. Okay. You, you don't I, know who he is, but he's I a giant. I know it's your favorite type he, of poetry. He's a giant Samoan guy, and uh, he was a wrestler back like in the 80s and 90s. And everyone says, like universally, like he is the single most badass guy ever to be a pro wrestler. Like when there'd be a fight after like back at the hotel or right. whatever, like if Ming was in it, everyone got away because they're like, he will literally murder somebody. And he's like notorious. It sucked to get beat up by a guy named Haiku. Yes. So anyway, they, <laughs> I'll, I'll let him tell the story, but apparently, uh, you know, here, here, here's a clip uh, from Mind of Micah. It's the newest episodes called uh, The Champ is Here, WrestleMania Recap. And this is me and Dion Ciccone. Check it out. They were practicing what they wanted to do, like, you know, you guys interrupt and we, you know, we get into a bit of an altercation. So they filmed everything. They filmed, like, the What Culture crew coming up to our VIP area, which was on the second floor. And Tom was like, hey, man, get those guys out of here. You get the, They're not allowed to be in here. Bullet Club members show up and they're, like, you know, kind of doing a kerfuffle. <laughs> a makeshift security was on site to hold them back. However, everyone was in the know apart from Haku. Oh, 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 no. So as this is going... that's the first person you need to alert? <laughs> so as this is going on, <laughs> as this is going on, they're all playing the game, they're all doing their parts, and then all of all of a sudden I hear from behind my head, 
his, hey, 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 hey. <laughs> and he's pushing everyone out of the way. And like he pushed one of the guys down the stairs, <laughs> took them outside, and no one told him that it was a work. <laughs> Poor Haku had to like, was ready to destroy someone. I bet it looked great on video. Oh man, it looked great. And, you, and Haku was so pissed off. <laughs> He still oh, that didn't. Sounds terrible. And we didn't tell him that it was a work until like maybe an hour later. <laughs> that is horrifying. You'd think that if you were staging a fake fight, the first person you would tell would be like Ming. Like, hey, this the is the one fight. who's going to do the most fight. damage. You should yeah, let him know. Even though he's like sixty, like he's still like the scariest guy there. Uh, anyway, thanks again to Dion, and check out the entire episode. We recap everything at Mind of Micah Feed. Um, Nice. You know what else, Brad? What's you know that? what else is nice? What's that? Everybody, and everybody has the right to rest Ah, on a Lisa mattress. There you have the it. The key to gain the best rest is the right mattress. Lisa offers two awesome mattresses, accessories, and bases for better, deeper rest. The all-foam all Lisa mattress is new and improved uh, that offers enhanced pressure relief for side sleepers. And you can also uh, check out the Sapira Hybrid Mattress which is what Brad and I both sleep on. It's a perfect combination of foam and spring for pressure relief and edge-to-edge support. High-quality product. Lisa's mission is to provide a better night's sleep for everybody, as we mentioned before. From day one, they've set out to create a company with heart. That's why they donate one mattress for every 10 they sell to organizations that work in causes like foster care prevention. To date, they've donated more than 32,000 mattresses to more than 1,000 different nonprofits. Pretty impressive. So... If you're looking for a mattress, and you probably should be, check out lisa.com slash BDC, like backdoor cover, and you get 15% off your entire order automatically added. That's another great place to buy pillows. The Lisa pillows are fun. They're Fun is weird. The Lisa pillows are dope. Lisa, L-E-E-S-A dot com slash BDC. Save 15%. Get you some fun, dope pillows. Yeah. Go pillow shopping today. All right, now we're going to debut a new segment. This is called The Butter Cut. It's a working title. The butter cut. The butter cut. And it's a golf segment. This is our golf segment hosted by Brad Key. And Michael Weiner. You ready to talk some Masters, buddy? Let's talk, let's talk Masters. It is the best weekend of the year for watching golf. It's great, man. Uh, it's just beautiful. It sounds good. I don't care that they pipe in fake bird noises or they spray the golf course to make it look more green. It's just beautiful. I'm excited to have it on all weekend and do very little but watch golf. So, so it's what? like the uh, – it's it's I, I think of it as – the second or maybe even like 1B to the NCAA, the first week of the NCAA for like sports that you can watch during work. Like Thursday and Friday this week are going to be great because they're going to have Masters coverage start to finish like sun up to sundown. Just like kind of the, the tournament did Thursday, it's Friday. It's also one of these sporting events where you can hop in. Yeah. Like if you haven't watched golf all year, that's no big deal because you're going to watch the Masters. No, it's just like the tournament in that way. And there's great storylines. It's a stacked field. Super fun. I'm pumped, man. Yeah, everybody's healthy. Uh, this, you know, sometimes there's there's a couple guys that aren't there. Everybody's there. The uh, the lineup looks good. Uh, Brad, tell us some of the storylines and who who the favorites yeah, are. Yeah, so like all of the top players in the world are coming in, in like really strong, solid form. The only player that's had kind of questionable recent performances is Jordan Spieth. But the thing about Jordan Spieth is when he sh- plays Augusta, like that's his course. Like he He's shows up very and well there, kicks ass, right? Yeah. So. That's interesting. the the top like the top talent in the field is all like coming in in prime shape. The other really interesting fact uh, 
the top 10 official world golf ranking players, none of them have ever won the Masters, which I can't imagine that's happened too many times. Yeah, it seems crazy. To currently, Justin Rose is number one, uh, Dustin Johnson two, Rory McIlroy three, and Rory is the odds-on favorite to win the tournament at seven to one odds. So that's kind of interesting. He's yeah. the third player in the world. Dustin Johnson is the second favorite, ten to one, who infamously, infamously like slipped and fell a yeah, couple years. Yeah, that was ago. a shady story, and that was like when he was at, at the, the very peak of his powers. Like yeah. that was when he his game was the tightest. Like. He was by far and away the favorite of the tournament, and he Allegedly fell down. Slipped and like, fell on a on a rented on the floor of a rented home in Augusta. Like, uh, did he slip on a banana peel or like how does that they happen? They said that they just buffed the floor or something. <laughs> it had to be he was nice wearing and socks, and he fell and hurt himself. That is incredible. What a, uh, what a shame. Didn't he man. also was it? Didn't he also almost win a Masters and missed a short putter? Was that a U.S. I think Open? that's a U.S. Open. Okay. Well, DJ, uh, you know this. Traditionally, Augusta plays well for long hitters, and Rory and Dustin are two of the longest on tour. Yeah, so a couple of other um, important like traits to winning the tournament, whatever facts. Uh, like you said, driving distance is is important because it it sets up the most important shot, which is the approach shot for for the Masters. Yeah, the reason why the approach shot is so important is because the Masters has like these Augusta has these giant like really difficult to read difficult to putt on greens and you need to hit it really really close to be able to make putts and then if you hit it off the green you're kind of screwed like the the surrounding terrain is really difficult to get up and down out of so the most important trait or the most important factor to winning the masters year in and year out is going to be that that second approach shot the other thing that's kind of interesting is like driving like accuracy is really not important you can spray the ball all over the place like you're fine if you you hit like dramatic like slices hooks whatever because a lot of the time you're in just another hole's fairway you've got a nice lie and you can still kind of recover from that and so that, that's why like people like Phil have traditionally yeah. done well here you can spray it all over and then be good short game as and, long and as you win. hit it far uh, it doesn't matter if you're in the right spot as long as you hit great approach shots that's the biggest key to winning yeah approach shot is the most important so some other kind of interesting things course history like a player's experience on the course is exceptionally like extremely high highly important to them being successful like players who are old like who have been there for 15 20 years who have no business competing or making the cut like surprisingly make the cut because they're so familiar with course and like how it plays so if you look back only three players have won the masters in their first appearance and one of those three players was uh horton smith who won the first masters someone had to win the first one and it would be their first time, right? So basically only two people since the first Masters. Yeah. And the last time it was done was by uh, Fuzzy Zeller in wow. uh, 1979. So like rookies don't win here. That's basically how that works. Um, a few other key statistics. Par 5 performance. you got to destroy the par 5s if you want to compete. Uh, over the last couple of years, uh, the average score for the winner is 8.5 under on the par 5s for the week. So... Driving it far, hitting it close, making eagles and birdies is going to be super important. It takes. And then um, the average winner over the past couple of years has been around 15 uh, official world golf ranking. So like the top 10 isn't necessarily an indication of who's going to win. Um, it's funny because in most majors, it's a lot higher. Usually it's like in the 20s to 30s range. But because the Masters field is, is so exclusive and then they mm -hmm. also have uh, sponsors exemptions, like getting in some guys who 
probably aren't going to be able to compete. Like it really reduces the size of the field to the absolute cream of the crop, best players. And that's why it's, it's a, a higher world golf ranking player that usually wins. Um, so yeah, those are some kind of interesting facts about it. So if you that's look, that's good to keep in mind. I mean, I think that we all sort of it, that'll make you sound smart when you're when you're watching the Masters. And if you're Sunday. doing like a an office picks or like a a daily fantasy, like just think about player, look for players that they they list like kind of their statistics. Look for players who's got who have good strokes gained approach. That's kind of like the key factor. That's, the biggest that's that second shot hit into the green. Got to be close to be able to score, basically. Yeah. Um, uh, let's look at the other favorites real quick. Oh, I've got just like oh. a couple of player features here. So like okay. um, players of note that I wanted to kind of highlight. So we've got Rory. He's the odds on favorite ranked three official world golf rankings. Um, he won the players championship a couple weeks back. So like he's won on like one of the biggest stages you can win on. That's not a major on, on the flip side during Dell match play tiger fucking mopped the floor with him which is kind of, it doesn't inspire confidence. Like, you hate to see him go head-to-head with Tiger, like his hero who he wants to play his absolute best against and just see him kind of get whipped, for for lack of a better word. He didn't handle it well either. We talked about it on this podcast. Apparently, he just, like, got straight in his car. He didn't shower. He just left. Yeah, and that's, like, the other weird thing that's going on with Rory is he's, like, talked a lot about how he's trying to take emotion out of the game and, like, be even keel and not be, like, this fiery player. And, like, when he won, the players, like, it was kind of like a mild fist pump. It wasn't like the the what you're kind of used to seeing with him, where he yells and you know kind of throws his fist. Like everybody does up basically when you win a big and important moment. So like he's kind of like in between like self images, where he's like kind of being reserved and and like removing himself from the mental aspects of the game, like where you can your emotions can get the better of you and you can you know miss shots because of whatever frustration or whatever it is. So. That's kind of interesting. All that being said, he's playing the best golf of his life right now. And I like him as, like, I would never take him at those odds to win, but I think that he's got yeah, a really, really good isn't, chance. Isn't I think he's a favorite odds. because, I think he's a favorite for a reason. Like, I think that he's got a good shot at winning this. Um, uh, we should talk about Tiger. Yeah, so that, because Tiger whipped him in a Dell match play. So Tiger's rank is 12, official world golf ranking. Um, I don't know how I feel about Tiger. Like the the positive thing is he he whipped Rory, like we said. Then after that, he matched up with a a young guy, Bernie Guard. Is that how you say the guy's name? I don't something even know. Like it's that. spelled something crazy with like five U's. I in think it. he missed the putt on purpose. Why but do you think that? I, so so he's on the 18th. Let me frame up this, this yeah. scenario for those listening. They're on the 18th green. The he's down one to this Bernie Guard guy, and if he makes this putt it pushes it into extra holes. So like he can continue to go and it's a short putt. I don't know the exact distance, but it was something that was makeable for him. Yeah. High percentage make shot. And he pushed it, I think, and missed, meaning that the the matchup match play was over and he was eliminated. So you think he missed on purpose, huh? I actually so Tiger rest or was what? up two with two to play. Is that what it was? Or he was up two with three to play and then lost all three holes. The last three holes. And one this, was that short this was, Now, this is, again, in the Dell match play, which was two weeks ago. It was It's tournament style, so this was essentially the Elite Eight. The final four guys play 36 holes on Sunday. Right. I think Tiger missed it on purpose, so he didn't have to play another 36 holes on Sunday. That He's is just ridiculous. Like, I, I, I've had enough. Why? I, I, Why wouldn't he? Because he, he just went to – he already played five rounds that week. Yeah. And he was like, I'm here to – 
to win the Masters. I don't care about the Dome match play. Mm-hmm. That's my conspiracy theory. Uh, Tiger is the fourth favorite this week. Fourteen to one are his odds, uh, followed by John Rahm at sixteen to one. Justin Thomas and Jordan Spieth and Ricky Fowler are all sixteen to one. I like Fowler. Fowler's an interesting name. Yeah, Ricky. Pretty good Ricky's odds. Game sets up pretty well there. Uh, anybody in the. I like uh, Tony Finu, who's 30, 35 to one. Yeah, and and Hideki Matsuyama at thirty five. Was to it one. last year where Finu was hit playing the the on Wednesday and he hold he hold out on a par three and he ran down the course and dislocated his ankle, his foot came out of socket. Yes, that was, was disgusting. It last year or two years ago, I forget. It might have been two years ago, but the the thing I took away from that is that dude's got boats, man. He's got like size twenty five shoe. Yeah, they're huge. I think he's a good value play. Uh, I like Matsuyama, 35. Yeah, Matsuyama's been a really um, hot pick lately. If you're wondering, Phil Mickelson's 40 to 1. Kucher's a good play. Uh, He's been really hot. Jason Day, 25 to 1. Bubba Watson, 25 to 1. These are two guys that have won this tournament. I think I like Fleetwood the best at 20 to 1. Like, if you're looking for odds and a high quality of play that matches a course, like horse for the course, like, I like Fleetwood. I think he has a good chance. Uh, We didn't mention uh, Justin Rose at 12 to 1. He's the third. He has the third best odds. And he is the world number one right now. What do you think? You think that there's value there? I think of the top tier guys, he's probably got the most value. I'm kind of freaked out by him, though. He So he recently switched clubs to home. Uh, I actually don't know how to say it. It's, it's an M followed by an N, and that's how it's spelled. So home. Okay. I, I can't get it right. But anyways, it's some, some uh, foreign manufacturer. And generally, like when people change clubs, he was tailor-made prior to that, I believe. It affects your play. Like you're, you've been playing the same set of clubs for a certain amount of years. Like it takes time for that to, that transition to take place, and for you to get comfortable playing with like a new set of equipment under like really extreme pressure situations. That being said, he's been fine. Like he has not struggled at all with any of his in any of his previous competitions. From from what I can tell with his his equipment, so I don't know. That's the one thing that's kind of sticks out to me as a question mark but yeah i think at that at those um odds he's probably the best of like the top five players in the world um odds wise and and i think he's got a really good shot at 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 coming out on top patrick reed is your defending champion here i don't see his odds on here do you know what he's not even in the top 40 huh or whatever this rankings list is that seems he's not in great form right now and he's also like way out of favor with america (laughs) Oh, everybody hates Patrick Reed. Yeah, he talked a lot of shit. I think I said shit. Jason Day previously won this tournament. I was wrong. I meant Patrick Reed. It was Reed. Pat Reed for sure, yeah. Yeah, um, yeah people are kind of sick of Pat Reed. He talked Doesn't a lot of shit terrible. after the... He's uh, got a terrible wife. After the Ryder Cup, he talked a bunch of shit about Jordan Spieth and like the team and all this he stuff. He sucks. Like, that hate. was like the reason why he was generally regarded, like why he, why he had the public um, support was because he was a badass that one year in, in the Ryder Cup and he like talked all that shit to the euros and like uh i think he like destroyed rory mcelroy on a head-to-head matchup or something like that it's like he was kind of like a american a hero he and then the next Captain time america and yeah shit. and then the next time he basically just threw everybody under the bus after they lost and it just like de- all of the goodwill that he built being a, a hero of the previous Ryder cup was destroyed by negative kind of petty comments that he made about the team after that so do you want to hear what he has having, or what he? I guess what he served last night at the Masters. Yes. Championship so when dinner. you win the Masters the next year, you host a dinner for all previous Masters winners on. I think it's Wednesday night before, or is it Tuesday night before the tournament? It was Tuesday. Tuesday it was okay. last night. What do you uh, have? Choice of Caesar salad or wedge salad. Okay. A 
prime bone-in cowboy ribeye with herb butter. Ooh. And uh, also served with macaroni and cheese, cream spinach, cream corn brulee, steamed broccoli, and for dessert, tiramisu, uh, vanilla bean creme, creme brulee, You're really uh, chocolate this. crunch, and praline cheesecake. Pretty basic here. Uh, yeah. Steak night. I bet you uh, Butcher Box delivered those steaks, boy. I bet they didn't. I wish he, I bet they would, they'd be happier if they did though. They'd have a higher quality meal. I'll tell you that. That's right. Grass fed and grass finished beef. That is pretty boring though. Do you think that they like guide you as to what the menu should be? Like, do you think? No, he, they get to pick whatever they want. You don't think people are like, hey, here's a couple of guidelines you should follow. Don't be a, a jackass. Fuzzy Zeller is quoted here telling the, the Golf Channel, "It's different now. Back then, the champions would show up at two in the afternoon, and by the time dinner rolled around, they were shot. And I went, and when I say shot, I mean shot eyes like this." So apparently so they used to bomb. get lit. Yeah. It's just funny. If I'm Fuzzy Zeller, I'm never talking about the champion's dinner because he's most famous for saying that Tiger Woods should just serve uh, fried chicken or whatever oh, those people eat. Not you, a good one. You remember that was not right good. after Tiger yeah. won when he was yeah. like 20? Uh, so fuck you, Fuzzy. <laughs> Big fat douche. Uh, anyway. He was probably lit when he said that. Trout is available upon request, so I'm sure that's what 83-year-old Gary Player will be eating. Why, he like fish? Because he's like the most ripped dude in the history of the world, even at 83. Is he called the Black Knight or something? Perhaps. Something, something like that. So there you go. That is, our, that is the butter cut. The first ever butter cut. Your golf segment. Give us some feedback. We want to hear from you. Call us on our hotline, 800-392-6344. We want to hear what you think. It's a working title. So if you've got suggested titles, if you've got suggested like topics, we're open to it, man. We want to hear about it. So let us and know. And if you got a sponsor for it. Yeah, if you got Cut money, check. we'll take it. We'll call it whatever you want. <laughs> <laughs> we'll call it the you know the Bukaki Minute. Oh God, sponsored by Pornhub. If you if you scratch the check, uh, let's move on a little bit. Let's talk NBA for a minute. A lot Onward. of news. A crazy NBA night last night. Actually, uh, Magic Johnson quit as GM of the Lakers. Uh, apparently, he just had a press conference. I posted the video at Backdoor Cover Podcast. Um, according to Woj. He just like quit without, without calling Jeannie Bus and Bus and telling her. Yeah, he just like called a press conference, and nobody was expecting it either. Like yeah, he just called a press conference field. and quit. It was crazy. The Lakers are embarrassing as fuck. Wait, they haven't. I been... saw your post where that you had the the gangster dancing next to the car bouncing. What yeah. you're saying that Magic is happy to be relieved of his uh, duties? It sounds like it. He kept saying like I'm. I can be happy now that I'm gone. So his favorite thing to do is to be like a mentor and like guide up-and-coming players and give them advice and speak highly on their behalf and because like the lakers have been so on the on the radar for tampering like with lebron and like getting paul george to come out there and all these different things like he's been like absolutely handcuffed he can't like i don't know i don't know what what i think that's that's my understanding is why he hated the role because he couldn't do the things that he liked the most which was like he said, yeah, I mean, he's like dancing around saying like, and now I can have fun again. Now I can tweet. Nobody tells me when I can tweet. Right. I don't know what's going on. Uh, the, the tweet from Woj last night said, Lakers coaching staff fully expected to be fired in hours after final game of the season. They had believed they were gone for months. Now, Magic quits in public saying he's too scared to tell Jeannie Buss face to face. What an embarrassing episode for a historic franchise. Did they fire the coaches? They have not yet. Oh, Woj. I assume they will, but who knows? It's been the next time the Lakers, if the Lakers make the playoffs next season, which God willing they will, because they have Kobe or they they don't have Kobe, they have LeBron. It'll be their first playoff game since 2013. Damn, who was on the team? And at that since time, then, I they've gone. They lost in 2013. They lost in the first round 
their coaches that season were Mike Brown was one and four, uh, JB Bickerstaff was four and one, and Mike D'Antoni. Then the next in, next season was D'Antoni. The next two seasons were Byron Scott, and then two seasons with Bill Wal or Mike, not Bill Walton, Luke Walton. Ah, uh, yeah. One, two, three, four, five full seasons without making the playoffs. Have you seen the balding white guy? It's like kind of like middle, like probably like six, five that just dunks his ass off. on Yeah. Lakers. That guy's crazy. He's also been featured on backdoor cover podcast on Instagram. I saw that about halfway down our feed. I don't even know the guy's name. And I just put up the caption. Who the fuck is that guy? That's a good question. McGregor. I think he played at uh, A&M. The the Lakers are embarrassing and uh, it makes me happy. Fuck the Lakers. Fuck your Stan ass fans. Y'all are all trash. LeBron, uh, even LeBron can't get you to the playoffs. Manu better than Kobe forever. Uh, <laughs> Is Dirk, Manu better than um, LeBron? Yes. Well, no, I don't know. Okay, Dirk good. and uh, he come back down to earth for me. How many How many years did Manu miss the playoffs? None. Dirk and uh, Dwayne Wade both <laughs> had their last home games last night. End of an era, brother. Yeah, it, it really is. Dirk, twenty one years in Dallas. Crazy. I read this really long feature piece about Dirk uh, when he came to the Nike Hoop Summit in like 1998. Like he was an unknown out of Germany and like he's playing pro ball for their like national team and he skipped out and didn't tell anybody in Germany that he was leaving. And he shows up in America and like he's playing against like a bunch of eventual like kind of like Hall of Fame, high caliber NBA future people basically on the, the US team and he destroys these fuckers. People. Did, does that make sense? Yeah, you know. You got yeah, what I'm saying? He, that he was playing versus high quality talent that was known and them. he was unknown. Like nobody knew who he was. They thought yeah. that the, this United States was going to wipe the floor with these dudes and Dirk came out and whipped ass. Uh it's a good article. Was, I'll have to send you a link to it. But yeah. anyways, the end of an era, 21 years in Dallas. It's crazy. Uh Dwayne Wade last home game last night. We posted a, a great photo on Backdoor Cover Podcast. I'm really plugging the, the Instagram here, but there's a great photo of him taking a shot, crashing into the first row, spilling beer all over John Legend and Chrissy Teigen. Oh, that's great. It's real. It's a great photo. It's worth checking out. I like both those guys. A, a very, very good... I love Dwayne Wade and, and Dirk. Happy and, uh, about their, their careers. Talking about, you know, two teams that aren't making the playoffs, but two teams that are still in the playoffs, the Long Island Nets face the Rio Grande Valley Vipers. In a, in the G League championship game. That's happening right now? Yeah, they're in best of three. They're tied at 1-1. They go back to for game three in Long Island. I don't know if the game is tonight or tomorrow. We are big Long Island Nets fans here. <laughs> Shouts to my main man, Will Weaver, the head coach. Oh, the is that rookie, why? Yeah, he was the coach of the year in the G League this year. His rookie year as a head coach. And he's got his team one victory from the championship. So. I, prefer my, I prefer Texas T, but I prefer the Long Island. What are they? Nets, Nets. yeah. So uh, did you see what I did there? I sort of, yeah. Yeah, It's it's a stretch. We like Long Island tea, iced teas too. Anyway, shouts to Will Weaver and the Nets. We're rooting for you. Uh, Those games available on ES. It's Weaver time. That's what they say, right? Yeah, yeah. You can watch those games on the ESPN app. You know what else you can do on the ESPN app? What's that? You can order UFC 236 this weekend, available uh, via uh, ESPN Plus. They the UFC pay per view events are now no longer on cable. Is that right? Yeah, the only way you can get them is to stream them through uh, the ESPN and ESPN Plus apps. Mm-hmm. Pretty cool. And we've got that link. And if you want to be a member of ESPN Plus, I think you can sign up for five bucks a month. If we you click the link in our uh, 
you get a free trial. Yes, and you can cancel after that. You, you can, can watch this for free this that. weekend. You just sign well, up. You still have to pay for the pay per view, but you can watch all the prelims on ESPN Plus, mm-hmm. exclusive ESPN Plus for free. At uh, all, you have to do is the link is in the description of this podcast. Perfect. So search it there, check it, sign up. If you sign up, uh, we might get a, a buck or two kicked back to us, which would be even better. But full uh, disclosure, in the, in the full yeah, in the interest of full disclosure, but. Uh, this is a good weekend to do it. Big fights, and the only place you can watch the fights now is on the ESPN app. ESPN and if you don't do it, we'll recap it next week. We'll talk you gotta about be a it. Member. It's going to be great. Yep, we'll be back with highlights. Uh, okay, hotline. we got one more hotline call. We're almost done for today. What a great podcast this has been. It's flying by. The hotline number 800-392-6344. 800-392-6344. One hotline call. Here it is. Hey, guys. This is Barrett. Uh, sorry, I just got distracted because Micah dropped his ads in the voicemail. No one else was doing that. Uh, I just want to say I'm from Memphis, Tennessee, home of the formerly trash Memphis Express. I went to the last game and watched Johnny absolutely get concussed terribly. But it was fun. I mean, it was perfect for Memphis. We It was a trash team and a trash league. And everything around here, all the teams I love suck. So, I honestly enjoyed it. I'm sad to see it go, but uh, I'm ready for the XFL. Hopefully we'll get another trash team over here and I'll watch more trash football. Appreciate it. Y'all have a good one. That's a great phone call. I fucking love Memphis. I love the people. We love the Memphis. Food. It's true. I like Beale Street. I like it all. I like goats that chug beers out of tree houses. They have that. I wonder if they still do that. Yeah, that's Peter probably not down. happening anymore. What you wouldn't Silky think. Silky O'Sullivan says goats that actually drink beers. You hand them a glass bottle and then they tilt it up, chug the whole bottle, and then for whatever reason, they like maliciously throw the bottle down, smash it on the ground. It's so awesome. I love that that uh, the X or the X. This guy's now excited for the XFL. Like, just give me everything. Uh, give me all the second-rate football. The Grizzlies are kind of coming around, maybe. And I'm, no. Hey, shouts to my man, though. Nightmare. Memphis is where it's at. 800-392-6344. 800-392-6344, where you can hear us promote our own things on yeah, the hotline. Yeah, what was he talking about? You, I forget. It's been a long time since I've uploaded this. You put an ad in our hotline? I don't think it's an ad. <laughs> I, you'll have to go list dial 800-392-6344 to find out. A uh, quick update on last week's Beef of the Week. Lenny Dykstra and Ron Darling were feuding. You recall this? Yes, the racist uh, stuff, right? Yeah, Lenny Dykstra is now suing Ron Darling. He said last week, I'm going to sue him, and now he is suing him. So, shouts to Lenny for following through on his word. Yeah, Ron uh, said that he said things that probably Jackie Robinson never heard. That's that was right. the quote? Yes, he said that Lenny Dykstra said things so terrible. Lenny, uh, Yeah, Jackie Robinson never heard anything. That's a hell of a statement right there. We're feuding about 1986. Uh, Micah's Beef of the Week. You can also listen to my Beef of the Week on Mind of Micah, where last week I dropped uh, uh, a piece where I'm beefing with uh, Jerry Rice. Right. So go back and listen to that on Mind of Micah, where you can also listen to uh, where how we break down all the beef from WrestleMania with Deion Zaccone at Mind of Micah, the champ is here. That's it for today. Brad, one more time, where can the people follow you? Bradley Beekey on Instagram. I'm going to be on there. I'm going to be posting from the beach. You're going to want to see it. It's He's a wedding. Be in Cabo San Lucas. I love beach weddings because you can wear all linen and nothing has to be tucked in. It's great. It's going to be lit. Yep. So uh, check that out. Follow us. Follow us at Backdoor Cover Podcast on Instagram, Backdoor Cover, pod, or Backdoor Cover on Twitter if you give a shit. And uh, we'll <laughs> be back next week, maybe Monday, maybe Tuesday. Depends on how jet lagged Brad is. Uh, that's it. That's all. Mm, bye bye. Thanks for listening.